Hey everybody, it's Buffy, and welcome to an episode of Life with Buffy, the podcast that gives you the truths you need to win in life. On this episode of Life with Buffy, we are talking about the truth about my white friends. So I do have white friends. Um, I know some black people don't have any white friends, so sometimes it's kind of weird for people, but I do have white friends and the friends that I have, I consider them to be really good friends. Um, So this year in 2020, I've kind of went a step further. I've started to have those conversations that we've never even had before. Um, You know, just some of the uncomfortable things that we, you know, need to talk about when you know or in regards to race relations um so i invited my new friend selena on the show we met because i just felt that i needed to do something more within my community to have um to start those conversations with more than just my circle of friends and so i went online found this program called be the bridge um and in order to start a group in your community you had to co-host with a white person and you know vice versa if you were a white person interested in starting a group you had to find a black person to co-host with so this is how um, Selena and I met and we've had some great conversations Um, and I just want to encourage you guys to do the same um, with your white friends if you have white friends or even within your community and just get the conversation going Um, so I hope you guys enjoy Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Life with Buffy. This is my season finale and I can't believe I did 10 episodes already. So of course I have to take a break with the holidays coming up, but I'm so excited that you guys have been listening and just enjoying the show so far. So today we are going to get into a great topic for right now where we all are in life. Uh, this episode, we're going to talk about the truth about my white friends. So, of course, we have a lot of different race relation things going on. And I think it's just really important to have the conversations that have been so traditionally hard to have. So I invited one of my great friends, my one of my newest friends, Selena, to join me for the conversation today. Hey, Selena. Hey. Now, Lily, seriously. Uh-huh. No, no pressure. I mean, it's your season finale. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure at all. You know, just no a conversation. <laughs> but thank you for joining me today. Um, I thought you were the perfect person to have for a guest on this episode. Um, it's a great topic. And I know a lot of people are um, just like wondering what to do um, with whatever, you know, with everything that's going on right now. Um, so before we get started, there's two questions that I always ask my guests. So yes. the first question is, what is it like to be Buffy's friend? Okay, this is great because it's like <laughs> all I could think of was, okay, is this like Buffy the Vampire Slayer? <laughs> what are, what are, what are, when so you heard see, the name Buffy? <laughs> yeah, so you have to give me some background. Where did Buffy come from? 
Well, that is a nickname that my husband gave me. So it just fit perfectly with the, the show. So that's why it's called Life with Buffy. I love it. So now it's okay for me to call you Buffy. I can call you Buffy. It is. You can call okay. me Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, what is it like to be Buffy's friend? Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Wow. Um, you know, it's just, it's amazing to me what what God's been doing in the world and how he's been bringing people together Mm -hmm. and the fact that like the first time you and I met there was like Mm -hmm. an instant connection yeah and um just the fact I mean I still get tickled at the fact Mm -hmm. that I we knew we lived in the same area but we could (laughs) literally walk to each other's houses (laughs) yep and had Um, no idea yeah which is crazy Mm -hmm. um but yeah it has it's a joy and a privilege um to be on here with you and so and to be your your new friend so thank you i feel the same way so i know it hasn't been too long of a time since we've met but is there something that you've learned from me since i've known you oh yeah absolutely i I think honestly one of the first Mm -hmm. things that comes to mind is the fact that we're already into our being part of Be the Bridge mm-hmm. and we're co-hosting mm-hmm. and you learn so much about somebody when they facilitate a group mm-hmm. or they facilitate a conversation mm-hmm. and so, some people don't know how to do that well mm-hmm. and you do it so well and you have Aww. such a, a listening ear and you give people time and space to complete their thoughts. And I think as humans, so many times we're, we're like thinking about what we're gonna say. Right, what we're gonna say next. Yeah, Yeah, before Uh that person finishes their complete thought process. And, and that's something you do really well. And I struggle with that. Um, I had, I just have to be honest that when I'm in a group situation, especially when I'm facilitating, I'm like, (laughs) what's the next question? Right. Well, that's why we are co-hosts, because, you yeah. know, we've got some strengths, I got some strengths, we put them together, and we got a good group. So this season, you noticed that I asked two questions to everyone that was a guest on Life with Buffy. This is something that I've learned to understand or to recognize um, in my life as really important things. So number one is what it's like to be in relationship with me. And I hope you can ask yourself that question. Um, What is it like for other people to be in relationship with you? You can't assume and everybody has different answers because it's a different experience for everybody um, to be in relationship with you. So it's a great question to ask your friends, your family, your spouse, your children. Great question. The second question is, what is something that I've taught you? So whether we realize it or not, we are teaching people every day. Every time we interact with somebody, every time we meet someone new, 
and it can be a good lesson it could be a bad lesson hopefully it's something positive but we're always teaching people we teach people how to treat us we teach people lessons some lessons that you know they've learned and they take it with them and they never will forget it and so that's also another question that would be great to ask the people in your life um stay tuned for the questions for season two um but I hope you've learned something from these two questions and I hope you'll ask them for yourself um I wanted to have you on the show today um like I said there's been a lot going on in the world as far as race relations and people are starting to have conversations that they've never had before Um, whether it's with their co-workers whether it's with white friends that they've just never kind of got into the race issue with um and it's a lot it's really new um so as far as be the bridge um it's not a group for everybody that is true (laughs) i was just wondering like what was your reason for wanting to be a part of be the bridge You know, when it was first shared with me and I got online and started looking at everything, I was like, we so need this. Mm -hmm. Not just back in March, not just Mm -hmm. in April, not just in May. Mm -hmm. It was like, I didn't realize that Latasha Morrison and this had been going on for two years. Right. I didn't either. Yeah. yeah, And I was kind of like, what rock have I been living (laughs) underneath, you know? Uh But my sole purpose is I we live in a community you and I both live in a community that is becoming much more diverse Mm -hmm. um, because we're in a south metro area Mm -hmm. and um, being at church and having a a large community of Mm -hmm. black friends Mm -hmm. that realizing that there are so many people in the white community that are terrified to have these conversations. Right. They don't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. And kind of like what I told you the, the first time we met is mm-hmm. I have to always keep myself in check because I'm like, I'm so woke. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm good. You I guys know. need to learn some stuff, but I'm good. <laughs> and, and the Lord, just when I started looking into Be the Bridge, reminded me, you know, it's like, girl, you still got some stuff. And you may not even know it's in there Mm -hmm. from growing up in the South. Mm -hmm. But it it was one of those things where, you know, like I said, the Lord has to kind of keep me in check and go, you know, Selena, you're you're just a little bit further down the road than these other folks. Mm -hmm. And if you can, you know, kind of wave them on and go, you know, come on, the water's fine. Right, right. (laughs) Yep. You can do it. You can do it. It's not as scary (laughs) as you think. You know, um, and and that's really the main reason was hoping that somehow the relationships and the friendships that I have developed over the years mm-hmm. would enable me to help people who don't have black friends. Literally, right, right. you know, they're like, oh, I've, I've worked with um, a bunch of people of different races. <laughs> right. It's like that's not the same. Thing. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's not quite it. So one of the things that um, I guess it would be kind of like a way that I can tell when somebody's really genuine about, you know, wanting to make a real connection 
um, as a white person is if they invite you to their house. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, of course you invited me over and all that, but I think you're right. Like, you can have Black people that work around you. You can go to diverse churches and all this kind of stuff, but people are really afraid on both sides, I think, to have real intimate relationships. Yeah, and I, I think that's one of those things that that we learn in our we've learned in our churches just over the last mm-hmm. several months is yeah. if we do have a church that's very well balanced, mm-hmm. we're like, oh yeah, I've got lots of black friends at church. Right. But yeah, it comes you down sit next to them on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it comes down to exactly what you just said. It's like, mm-hmm. no, you just sit next to them at mm-hmm. church. Have you gone to dinner with them? Have you gone and watched their kids' ball games? Have you invited them into your home to have a meal? Right. Yeah. I think that's an important part of the race relations and just reconciliation um, between the two races is just being able to get over that hump of just being, you know, that diverse kind of world and truly being people that connect with other people just because they're people. Um, right. You know, the not the, you know, the people that are like, oh, I don't see color. Like we've discussed that before. That's right. the stupidest thing you could ever say. Yes. <laughs> because we all see color. And there's a reason why we should see color because we all are different. We have, all have something to bring to the table and we should learn to celebrate that. But you can't really celebrate yeah. it if, you know, you just kind of stop at that surfacey level. Yeah, I, I know. I was having a conversation with a, a, a younger lady who actually is a friend of one of my adult children. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that she was struggling with mm-hmm. in in the, the height of this in March and April. She said, you're not seeing my blackness. Mm. You're you're ignoring it. Wow. And and she was like, that's more hurtful, mm. you know, than some of the statements that people make that are right. insensitive. Wow. You're not talking to each other. Taking advantage that you're in this diverse community because sometimes it's easier to hold on to your own stereotypes and misconceptions. It makes you feel justified in your own ignorance. That's America. So the challenge for us is, are we ready for change? Michelle Obama. So what's the hardest part about having Black friends? You mentioned you have a lot of Black friends and is there like a hard part? Like I know it can't be the easiest thing. You know, um, you know it's funny because uh-huh. um, ironically, mm-hmm. twenty twenty has changed that. Really? How so? Yeah, because before, uh-huh. if you if you had asked me that question before, uh-huh. I probably would have said that I don't have difficulty. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but. I would say that with with all the racial unrest that mm-hmm. has happened this year, mm-hmm. but in, and I kind of want to back up. Mm-hmm. I almost want to reframe the way we're talking about that because it, racial unrest kind of has a negative 
connotation, which it is. It does, yeah. But it's almost like there's been a racial enlightenment this year. That is so true. I'm so glad you said that. That's that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. yeah. So I would say like this year, mm-hmm. probably the toughest thing about having friends who are black, especially mm-hmm. females, mm-hmm. you know, with all the shootings that have happened yeah. this year mm-hmm. and, you know, wanting to be able to show genuine love Mm-hmm. and genuine concern right. and I can I can reach down as deep as I can into who I am mm-hmm. but I'm I'm never going to be a black woman mm-hmm. and so for me that's that's a challenge and it's it's hard for me because I so want to be that friend um, right. I can remember when um, Ahmaud Aubrey was shot and mm-hmm. and my husband was at work and, and I was here for some reason when I heard the news and it just hit me like a ton of bricks and I I started weeping and all I could think about was all my girlfriends and their husbands and their sons and their nephews and I just started texting them and I was like I am I am praying for you and your family I can't imagine how scared you are right now about your your kids going out and so I could understand it on a, on a certain level, but there are levels that I'll never reach because I'm not a black female. And for me, that's hard yeah. because I, I want, you know, I want to be you that person that they, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, so do you think, like with us just kind of bringing up the fact that it's important to go on a deeper level with your relationships, um, with people of other races, do you think that you would have felt the same way if you didn't have a close relationship with these women? Hmm, that that's a really good question. Like if they were more casual, yeah, if it was just somebody that you sat next to in church, but you didn't really know their son. You know, you had never been mm-hmm. to their homes, or you didn't really know what their relationship was like with their husbands, or you had to spend time yeah. with them. Because I think sometimes that's a big issue um, with us is that we don't know people on that level. So you can't really relate. You can feel sorry for someone, but it's different when that person is your friend because it kind of takes it to another level. You know, it kind of puts a face to it. And I guess, I guess because I have whether it's been one person or whether it's been 50, 60 people in my life that I've, that are people of color that I've had close relations with, I guess it's because, because I've always sought out people of color, even if it was a casual situation, that that's a really hard question, you know, for me to answer. But I, I can tell you from watching people that I know that are white that don't have those connected deep relationships with people of color I can see how challenging it was for them because the the first thing they all said was I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing they didn't even know where to start <laughs> yeah. right and that was when you know I tried to, to, to say what my black friends were saying right. 
to me saying it. Well, this is what you tell them when they say that um, is to say nothing is worse than saying something not not quite the right way. Because if if you trust this person, they'll let you know. Yeah. In kindness. If it's right that or you not. Didn't say right. It. <laughs> yeah. right. It's like, mm-hmm. no. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. But that's the part of having a relationship. So, yeah, again, that's the most important thing. Right. And I think, I think anybody, whether it's, you know, the, the, the white female that's seeking out relationships with women of, of color or a group of women of color who really, you know, maybe the community they've lived in, they didn't have very many white mm-hmm. friends, of being able to, to step out of that comfort yeah. zone and and go, okay, I'm, I'm going to enter into a conversation and this is new to right. me and I'm scared I'm going to say the wrong mm-hmm. thing and can you just be honest yeah. with me? And instead of walking away from a conversation and going, well, right. I don't have no desire to know <laughs> right. that person. I can't believe she said that. <laughs> oh my God. Right. But yeah. But yeah, to be able true. to have yeah. those honest conversations. And it does. It goes both ways. Because I know that it's very hard for some African-American women to approach white women and, you know, seek out those connections, like you said. Um, so it's hard for both, you know, both sides, but it's necessary because that's the only way that we can heal and be able to, you know, live together and actually um, have real connections with each other. Um, that's going to make the, the, you know, the biggest difference for sure. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one of the, the good things that's come out of 2020 is, you know, let's, as believers and as women, we're all mothers. Um, well, most of us are, and, and we're all we all have connection with either a husband or a father or a mother or a sister. So we have all that in common. It may it may look a little bit different in different communities, but but we have so much more in common. And those are great places to start. Like you can have conversation for hours just starting at those places because we always have those yeah. things in common. Definitely. Yeah, and it's one of those, you know, interesting things where, you know, when we can talk about, you know, we, we started a conversation where we, we touched on like daughters in our Be the Bridge mm-hmm. group and just about how our daughters feel about themselves yeah. and you know, their their hair and the way they dress and how dark or how light their skin is. And, you know, the fact that there are parts of that that touch all cultures. Oh, yeah, definitely. But just being able to hear, you know, a friend who is a person of color tell a story about, like you shared, mm-hmm. you know, with your daughter yeah. and thinking that, oh, my baby looks so sweet yeah. with those little Afro puffs. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I don't, I don't want to wear my hair like that anymore. And even as a white mom, being able to go, wow, you know, different I would never want, yeah. yeah, but it's like, I would never want my mm-hmm. daughter to feel yeah. that a certain way that, you know, I dressed her right. or fixed her hair, you know, that made her not feel right. the way that she wanted to feel. But then you know what? That's why that conversation is so important because as a mom, if you hear that, then you're going to teach your daughter 
to never make someone else feel bad you know so then you'll have you know like you said a sudden enlightenment you know you can now you have the knowledge to know that this is something that I should possibly impart into my child so that everyone can feel beautiful and you know it just goes on and on but it starts with the conversations for sure yeah all should know that diversity makes a rich tapestry and we must understand that all the threads of the tapestry are equal in value no matter what their color Maya Angelou Selena, what are some tips that you could give, um, you know, like other white people that really want to be a little bit more, you know, down the road like you are so that they can start to build some genuine friendships um, with black people or anybody else from any other culture and just kind of open that up um, to a more diverse, you know, life? Yeah, I would you know, the first thing I would have to actually say is, it, you know, and this has kind of been a um, kind of like a way to take somebody's temperature is looking at their friends on Facebook mm. and seeing, do they actually have any friends <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's a in good their Facebook feed? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and not that that's where you want to start mm. your friendships online right, right. with people of mm. color, but I... Honestly, the first thing I would say to somebody if they literally do not have friendships with anybody of color is just to, number one, go, this is going to be a harsh statement, but I need you to accept it in the sense that you are missing out. And there are so many different cultures and so many different people of color that you could be learning from and enjoying i mean even just i mean come on girl we're in the south food oh, yes. i mean everything <laughs> so much just all the different mm-hmm. food yeah. that you could experience mm-hmm. that maybe you've not experienced because it's it's a part of a different culture mm-hmm. but i think i think the advice i would give anyone in the white community that's like well i don't i don't even know where to begin um you definitely your, your kids go to school with people that are, unless you're in an all-white yeah, school. Yeah, I was going to say, hopefully, you know? yeah. Yeah, hopefully, you know, your kids have acquaintances and friends. And, you know, and that's a good place to start. Yeah. Church, if you happen to be in a church. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have that person that you've been saying hello to for two or three years, and that's as deep as it went. Oh, God, that's so sad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so sad. It is, yeah. but it's like. If, if 2020 has done anything for us, it has given you as a white person yeah. a platform to walk up to a person of color yeah. and say, I really want to learn. Yeah, that's so true. I, like they, they wouldn't even be shocked or anything or caught off guard. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's time. But then you do have to be careful, though, because especially some of um, the, the kids that, that grew up around my kids. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, they're adults. They're in their, their late 20s, early 30s. Mm-hmm. But I know one of the things that happened with, with them, if they had a large community of white friends, mm-hmm. when everything got crazy, it's like they wanted 
you know, their their one black friend right. <laughs> to do all to educate yeah. them. Yeah. And I remember when and, we were starting our group out that you were really protective and making sure that we got some other black people in the group so I wouldn't be the only one <laughs> explaining yeah. everything. Yeah. So I appreciated that. But yeah, that can happen if you do have a lot of white friends or, you know, if you do have, you know, and you're in that situation, you know, you'll end up being that person for everybody. Yeah. And because I'm one of those people, I'm, I'm a reader. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're afraid to have the conversations as a white person, mm-hmm. if you're afraid to begin a conversation, then maybe what you need to do is, and you know, you and I have talked about all these different books mm-hmm. that are a few years old or some that have even just come out in the last two years that are phenomenal for being a door opener. Mm -hmm. And that's what I would tell other white people. I would say, you know, do your homework. Yeah, definitely. Read. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a, (laughs) there was an episode of the TV show Mm Blackish that and, and I love the way he approaches things where they were like having this conversation at work mm-hmm. and they, you know, were talking about all the injustices going way, way back. Yeah. And they would say that the person's first name and all the black people around the table would say their last name. Mm. And it, it was done in a comical way. Right. But it, it was one of those things that after they had been through, you know, about six or seven names, it was like they looked around at all the white people <laughs> sitting around the table. They didn't know what to say. And they didn't know any of the names. Oh, and it was terrible. it was one of those like completely awkward right. moment where you don't even know one of these names. Wow. And they were like, nope. You know, so that's something that that white people have to do is they have to educate themselves and that will help them have the conversations Mm -hmm. and and you know and hopefully you know their their black friends will be gracious and kind that when they go I don't I don't know who Emmett Till is can you explain that to me and it, and it is one of those things where you want to hit them up against the side of the road right, and go, right. like, what rock have you been living <laughs> right. under? But at least if you know that they're putting forth effort, most people would be, you know, fine with explaining or, you know, helping you out with whatever you need. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And great. just being genuine. Yeah. yeah because cause you're right. It's like you can, you, you can tell those people who they are just being honest and they're like, I am embarrassed. Right. I'm nervous, mm-hmm. but but I really want to learn, and I really want, you know, to make sure that that I understand where people are coming from when they're angry about something or they're frustrated right. um, about something. And I I think it's just that, you know, we there's so much new terminology that has come out during 2020 yeah. and. Some of it's been good. Some of it's needed some some tweaking. Yeah. But that thing where I think in general, some, another piece of advice I would give white people that really want to develop relationships is you have you as a white person have to get over mm-hmm. and get past the things mm-hmm. that make you uncomfortable. Of 
very special thanks to my friend Selena for joining me on the show today. Thank you guys so much for listening this first season of Life with Buffy. Um, Above anything, I hope that you have been inspired to share your truths that you have learned along your journey. I promise you, whoever you share them with, you will always find someone that has not figured it out yet. You know, that very thing that you share could be the answer to their problem. Um, So make sure that you continue to share truth. Make sure to have these hard conversations about race. Make sure to expand your circle. Um, One thing 2020 has definitely shined a light on is that the actual need for racial reconciliation for us to be able to move forward. So make sure you're doing your part. Make sure you're having those conversations. Make sure you open up your life to more of a diverse existence and continue to share your truth. To find out more about Be The Bridge or to become a bridge builder, visit bethebridge.com.